If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Circle of Influence. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. I'm so delighted. We are so delighted that you are here with us today. This is going to be a dun, 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 woo-woo episode. <sighs> bringing the woo. Bringing the woo. We're going to talk about the law of attraction today. And I know, Amy, that you have plenty to say about this. So we're, gonna, we're just going to kind of like dance with each other on it. So um, let's, let's, let's turn it right on. Yeah. Well, you know what is so funny is that you start off saying it's woo-woo because I have been into this for so long and it has been so proven to me in so many ways. It doesn't even feel woo-woo anymore. It feels like science. It feels like law. It is law. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that because it is based on universal law as we'll, as we'll see as we get into this episode. mm Mm-hmm. All right. So law of attraction, probably most of you have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I think the simplest definition is that what you focus on, you attract into your life. Yes. Would you say that's the simplest definition? What you think about, you bring about. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of you spend a lot of time thinking about all the things that you're worried about, stressed about, overwhelmed about, frustrated about, mm-hmm. and then self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of that in your life. And mm-hmm. so- And then cemented. Um, and then cemented with the yeah. cry and complain of why does this always happen to me? And then the universe is like, oh, it's always happening. Okay, let me give you some more. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. I love it. I love that the universe brings us what we ask for. So I will start off by saying this. When I very first learned about this, it was a very novel concept for me because I did not grow up in a woo-woo household at all. Mm-hmm. My dad is an engineer and he doesn't just live in the box. He designed the box and loves the box. You know, like I grew up in a house where it's like, no, no, no. These are the rules that we live by. This is the way the world works. And, you know, you work for what you get. You do the best that you can with what you've got. And then you just show gratitude and thank God for your blessings Mm -hmm. and pray and ask for things you need. And like, that was, that was it. I did not understand this co-creation process. And to Mm -hmm. me, Co-creation is a very spiritual process and it's not just, you know, when, and I know that there's different ends of the spectrum, people who talk about just the universe. And for me, I'm like, yeah, we can talk about the universe. His name is God. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I love it when you call me big Papa or universe, you know, (laughs) he's he's got all kinds of names. (laughs) I love your dorkiness. Okay, so I feel like spiritual um, co-creation is really at the heart of what the 
law of attraction is. I mean, it's that process of, um, if you're biblical or you're spiritual, it's that process of thinking of what you want, speaking Mm -hmm. it into existence and then actually getting to work and creating it. And, um, I, you have to have all three of those. You have to be able to visualize it. You have to be able to see it. Mm-hmm. You have to then speak it into existence and feel the emotion around it. And then you actually have to step into action. And that's the part that sometimes people miss. Um, I feel like you have beings who are either great spiritual creators, like they can see and visualize everything, mm-hmm. but they struggle with the laws of earth. Mm-hmm. You know, the laws of like universe and spirit are think it, see it, create it, feel it. Yeah. Um, the laws of earth are do it. And so yeah. you have people who are really great spiritual creators, but they're, they struggle earthly, yep. which is why um, I just had this conversation where um, one of my friends is like, yeah, we have this couple we've been friends with for years that are like, you know, these divine spiritual money creators who live on people's couches <laughs> because okay. they can't get it together enough mm-hmm. to actually like, you know, make it work here. But then you have the other people, which is the category that I put myself into where I am naturally very grounded and logical and I work really hard. And my challenge with the law of attraction is to allow space for the spiritual side of things to be able to come into play because my, my go-to is I'm going to work it into existence. And then it just is harder than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it can be. Um, But I think the reason why sometimes people make it harder than it needs to be is because we are we are approaching it as though it were a man to man or I should say human contract versus universal mm-hmm. law. So like for example mm-hmm. and here's what I mean by that. When you go to a garden and you plant an apple seed, the only thing you're expecting to bloom is an apple tree. Right? But mm-hmm. Sometimes what we do with our thoughts and with our feelings is we plant thoughts and feelings of division and of doubt and then wonder why we're not getting what we want. It's like, well, (laughs) plant an apple, get an apple. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's not, there are no exceptions to it. And and I think sometimes we conflate man-made law with universal law. With man-made law, there are things like statute of limitations and you can't sue that person or this doesn't apply anymore or blah, blah, blah. But with universal law, it's like, no, this is what you get. And you're going to get that every single time. Okay. But let's also expand this because it's this a great analogy. You plant an apple tree and what you really get is a ton of apples, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like just one apple, apple tree. You get a ton of apples mm-hmm. that then can drop seeds and multiply into more and more and more apples. Mm-hmm. So this works for both our good and for our bad that I think this is where I get hung up sometimes is I focus on one apple seed equals one apple tree. And I miss the multiplication because I'm not focused on it. Like the yeah. amplification of the effort that I do yeah. when I'm in a really good manifesting mindset, I get amplification. So I put an effort out. I put a thought out. I put something out and I get back so much more than what I put out. It's like multiplied. My effort is blessed by thousands. It's not a one-to-one. It's like Mm -hmm. I put out one and I get back thousands, Mm -hmm. but it also happens on the flip side where if we are putting out negativity or doubt or fear, all of a sudden we find ourselves being like crushed by our world and a, a space of overwhelm and, uh, I don't, I, yeah, it was, it was fear. I'm like, was that the emotion? It was. Mm -hmm. I woke up this morning in a space of overwhelm and fear and doubts because last week 
I was traveling this week. I came back and the start of this week was really hard because I was playing catch up on all of the things from last week. And there were some challenges that had arisen while I was gone. And so I woke up this morning and immediately was like flooded by all of the thoughts of all of the things that I have to do. And there was all this emotion in this, you know, blah. And so I spent like 30 minutes in bed visualizing recalibrating, like redirecting those thoughts. And Mm -hmm. that this is something that I am grateful for is that it's not like I think about an elephant and all of a sudden one shows up on my lap, right? It doesn't happen that fast. There's this, um, Kirk Duncan uh, teaches this (laughs) principle called the buffer zone where you have this space Mm -hmm. in between you and all of the things that you're asking for. And it kind of like slows it down. It gives you this little like grace window where it's not immediate that the things show up where you get to kind of prove yourself. And your buffer zone can either work Yeah. Your buffer zone can either work for you or against you. If your buffer zone is full of fear and doubt and anxiety and worry, then all of those things that you want to attract to you are going to be getting slowed down and you're going to be attracting in more of the negative. Whereas if you fill that buffer zone with positive and belief and encouragement and love and grace and gratitude that you're going to be able to have the good stuff get through. You're lighting me up. I feel like I'm in church with Pastor Amy. Come on, everybody. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how do we operationalize this? How do we put this into action? How do we actually apply? Because here's what I do know, Pastor Amy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is that there are a lot of things that I conceptually understand, but I can't honestly say that I know it until I've done it or until I've experienced it, until I embody it. Knowledge implies experience and application. So one of the ways that I uh, use the law of attraction, I mean, here's the thing too, that a lot of times people think you are either using the law of attraction or you're not. I'm going to assert and say you are always using the law of attraction, just like you're always subject Mm -hmm. to the law of gravity. (laughs) Just because you haven't fallen on your butt doesn't mean that gravity isn't in action, you know? Right. Um, And in the same way, just because you don't notice the ways in which you use the law of attraction doesn't mean that it's not always in action. So, or always in effect. So here's what I do when I look at my results and I don't like them. The Mm -hmm. first thing I do is ask myself, how did I create this? Not like a beat up question. Cause how the heck did I create this? Cause really, really be a beat up self-flagellation kind of moment. I'm not asking like, I'm asking clinically observably, you know, I have the effect. Okay. Where's the cause? Where's the root cause? Right. And when I know Mm -hmm. that, then I know what internal shifts I may need to make. I may need to shift a belief. I may need to change a feeling. I may need to change patience. I may need to change my consistency. I may need to change, you know, whatever, right? Last thing could be a belief about this person or this circumstance or this uh, relationship or whatever the case may be. And then there may be something that I need to communicate to that person, but that's not the root cause. Because then if, if I think that the way that I get different results is you changing your stuff, that's like saying that I'm going to change chairs around in the Titanic. It's still going to sink, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, if, it's, if you're waiting for somebody else to change, I mean, they're the only one that can fix your life. So mm-hmm. you, you, your happiness can wait for no one. I will that's just right. say that. And it's, it's just observably so, untrue. 
Yeah. So I have a lot of stuff that I do here. And again, I think the reason why I have so many things that I do here is because by nature, I am a doer. And so I have to create things that I can, motions that I can go through and rituals that I can go through Mm -hmm. in order to connect to the higher level of things. Otherwise I I forget. And I just like, am relying on my personal work. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that has been really powerful for me is visualization. Yeah. So, um, there, and there's a lot of different types of visualization, visualization exercises that I do, but one of them that I do, and I'm going to say this one first, because this is what I was doing this morning Mm -hmm. as I was like waking up feeling, you know, crushed by the weight of the stress of all of the things that could potentially happen, but might never happen. You know what I mean? That's how stress goes. So I do a visualization where I call it the field where I picture myself being in a field I'm surrounded by all of my love and support system. So all those people who are in my corner, um, both here and have gone before me. And I picture myself being in the middle and creating this like safe void um, where nothing bad can get to me. And I picture all of those emotions being like black icky tar and just like wiping them off of me so that they're in this little ball in the middle of the field. So I like, I will put name to what the emotions are and then I'll put a visual to them. Like it's black, it's goo. It looks like slime from a swamp. And I just picture like letting all of those things ooze out of me, go into the ground And then because I am Christian, then I picture Jesus coming in. He's like, let me just take care of this mess for you real quick. (laughs) And so I transfer those emotions and I let that be gone. So that's a visualization that I do that helps me with the emotion around the things that I want or don't want. Mm -hmm. Um, Another visualization that I do is I I visualize myself um, at the ultimate, experiencing the ultimate of what I really want to come out of my life, my life's work, my life's mission. I visualize myself at basically the end Mm -hmm. and then I work my way back. And so the Mm -hmm. ultimate, and then I go to, okay, now what am I trying to achieve next? And I visualize myself in the present, in the moment, and then I visualize my day. So that really helps as well because it makes sure that the things that I'm doing today are in alignment with where I really want to go. Um, another thing that I'll visualize is just if there's ever something that I'm, I'm challenged with or I'm struggling with, I'll visualize it going smoothly and perfectly. Like, well, what would this look like if it was going smoothly and perfectly? And that visualization for me makes it feel real and it creates in my brain, um, it creates evidence to my brain that this is true and it allows me to feel the emotion connected with the winds. And so then I show up in power and I show up in confidence and I show up in peace and all of those things because I've already filled my brain with all of the images and emotions that it's true. Mm -hmm. So visualization for me has been huge. Mm -hmm. I love that you're sharing that because it's it's so practical and it's something that you can do anywhere. You can literally be looking dead in somebody's eye and be imagining your life. (laughs) I love that. The other thing that I do is, um, well, I do that stuff also in intention setting when I am about to get into a conversation that I don't want to have. Then I do Mm -hmm. some visualization about how I want it to go and how I intend it to go, et cetera. There's another process that I do. Um, some people call it repaving. Other people call it lacing. But it's the idea mm-hmm. that you take out a, like a painful memory from the past that's affecting your beliefs. And then you lace it with a different 
neurological response or memory about it, or at least the emotional weight of it. So that even mm -hmm. though you can't change what happened, you can change how you feel about it. And then because you change how you feel about it, you change how you approach that particular trigger. And when you do that, you yep. create different results. Absolutely. Yeah. So a couple other um, tools that I use as well. Um, I do think vision boards are helpful for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I will say for me, visualization is more helpful than a vision board um, because, you know, looking at a picture of something isn't the same as me living it in my mind. I have a really good imagination. So, mm -hmm. um, but for a lot of people, if you are trying to do visualization, you're like, oh, this is hard. I don't naturally see the, the images in my mind, mm -hmm. a vision board or or a goal poster would probably be better and easier for you to use. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just where you're putting up pictures of the things that you want and that you're working on creating. Yeah. Um, another thing that I was just having this conversation with a good friend of mine, Allison Larson, mm -hmm. who has been on our podcast. Yeah, um, we awesome. were talking about this because she's a great, yeah. Shout out to Allison. Mm -hmm. She is a great manifester. Mm -hmm. And um, we were just talking about this last week. She asks herself a nightly question. And so right before she goes to bed, she'll ask herself a powerful question like, how can I easily, this is my question I've been asking on this, this week. How can I easily create $250,000? And um, because I have something I want to do with that. So how can I easily create $250,000? Mm -hmm. And then in the morning, it's like you wake up with these ideas and thoughts and things that pop into your head that might seem completely unrelated, but mm -hmm. she really trusts her intuition. So she asks herself a question at night. And when she wakes up in the morning, whatever is in her heart or in her mind, she just follows it and she does it. And it leads her to that next thing. And sometimes they're very, they seem very unrelated, mm -hmm. but it ends up just being, the right thing that is supposed to happen that takes her to um, that win that she's ultimately looking for. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's really, really good. I'm practicing that one. Yeah. And don't do have know, a result for it yet, but I'm practicing well, it. Can I tell you something that has generated a result for me is engaging my body in creating those visualizations. So mm -hmm. this, it started out innocently enough, Amy, I'll confess. It started out because I was doing coaching calls and wanted to kind of like get out of being in my seat all day. Right. So I started yeah. just walking and having these calls and then I'm talking to my client and I'm explaining something or whatever. And you know, me, you've seen me talking. I talk with my face and my chest and my hands. I'm, I'm gesticulating all over the place before you know it. I'm just kind of like preaching to her and yeah, then we'll do this and then you're going to do that. Da, da, da. And my body doesn't know that what I'm talking about is something that hasn't yet happened. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you engage your body in experiencing the energy, the emotions, the, you know, how would your body react if this thing were a reality? If you were cashing that $250,000 check into your, into your account, happy that it's here, happy that it's going to clear, happy about what you're going to do with it. How would you be walking into that bank? You wouldn't be like, okay, I got to do this. Right. Thing now today. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd have a little swag about you. You'd have a little, a little pep in your step. So have that pep in your step now and let the reality catch up to what you already, you know, you're kind of like clearing the strip for the blessing to land. You know what I mean? Okay. You know what? Now that you're saying this, um, this is a good point because I had just said, I don't have any evidence to show for it. That's actually not true. Mm -hmm. So 
I put it out there that, you know, I want $250,000 because I actually really miss my property and my goats and my little farm. I, mm-hmm. I want to get that back. And so mm-hmm. we had, Stephen and I had decided that we wanted to do that when our kids graduate from school. And just like yesterday, as I've been working on this intention for less than a week, he came to me and he said, you know what, what if we didn't wait 10 years what if we were more like five years? Because then our ones who are in high school now would all be out Mm -hmm. and it would be before the youngest ones start high school. What if it was Mm -hmm. like five years? And I was like, awesome. What if we bought it this year with this $250,000 that I want to use, but we just didn't, you know, like we just plant plant fruit trees, but we don't move there yet. And, um, and we just want to buy land. And so, you know, like not necessarily the house and all that. We just want to buy land. Then we want to build. So, yeah, like it, it does. As soon as you start putting intention in it and you start putting movement in it, results yeah. do start coming, even if it, it doesn't come all at once. And that's where I think that issue of faith comes into play, which mm-hmm. is kind of my last thing that I, I want to hit is this is a spiritual co-creation process. So mm-hmm. a lot of times people who are spiritual, I think can get this a little misconstrued. Um, which is that God has a plan for us. He has a path for us and he is dictating what happens. Mm -hmm. And we kind of minimize or misunderstand the fact that this is a co-creation process Mm -hmm. where he has like given it in my, this is my visual. He has put us at this ultimate sandbox with Play-Doh and Legos and everything that we could possibly need to make us have the most amazing experience that we could come up with and that we can imagine. And he wants for us to have greatness and goodness and wonderful things, but he's kind of letting us sit here and learn how to play with the elements that he's given us. And so when I find something that I want I take that to prayer and I take it to God and I'm like, this is what my heart desires. Is this good for me? Mm -hmm. Like, is this a good thing for me to want? And there have been times where I've come up with something where it's like, not really. Like, I know you think you want it, but I don't think you really understand what that would be like to have it. And I don't like, I, I, when I take it to prayer, the desire diminishes and goes away. And then later down the road, I can see why. I, that was not a good thing for me, Mm -hmm. but when I take it to prayer, a lot of times what happens is those things grow for me, like the intention, the desire grows. And I feel like, yeah, that would be a great thing for me to pursue. And I, and then down the road, I can see so many good things that have come from it. But that process of, you know, me going, okay, this is what I want. Is it good for me? Now I'm going to pursue it. Everything that I have in my life today, everything, the good, the less good, um, everything started off as thoughts and dreams and desires that were seeds that were planted years ago. And so I can like, and I'm a big journaler, so I can go back through my journals and I can look at the times when I first got those initial seeds of desire and track all the things that have shown up. And there, obviously there's a lot of stuff that hasn't shown up yet, but you know, my house, my farmhouse that we bought when we moved to Georgia, um, even this house, um, all, I mean, all of the different things, the business, the opportunities, um, I'd been wanting paddle boards, stand up paddle boards. And then I found a great smoking deal on stand up paddle boards, like all these things that just their desires that make me happy. And I really believe that God or higher power or universe or whatever you want to say, wants us to be happy, wants us to have good things in our lives and have rich, full experiences. 
we're not meant to like this world was not created for us to struggle and suffer. It just wasn't. It, it just wasn't. Absolutely. And, and we see evidence of that everywhere. Everywhere there's ostentation, mm-hmm. beauty, everywhere there's, I mean, obviously you can make the argument like, well, yeah, well, everywhere there's also tragedy and destruction. Yes. And where are you looking? <laughs> because there's also beauty, you know, the tragedy doesn't minimize the beauty and the beauty doesn't uh, invalidate the, the, the tragedy. But if, but where you're looking, that's what you're going to create more of. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, let's be honest, who created all of this tragedy? That is collective consciousness right there, attracting in lots of problems. So if you will clean up yours, honestly, you will help to elevate the people around you. And and that's, I mean, the world doesn't change without the individuals changing. So the more that you commit yourself to being a great manifester and great at attracting positive things and teach other people around you, that's how we shift. Yes. And I'm going to say one last thing because you, what you just said reminded me of something. I, I speak to a lot of, you know, I coach and train a lot of people who are natural healers, creative entrepreneurs, they are empathic and all this other stuff. And I hear a lot of empaths saying to me, I, I don't go over there because it, it brings my energy down too much. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think people sometimes forget that just like you can be a receptor of energy, you're also an emitter of energy mm-hmm. and you can literally change the energy in a room just by you walking in there it is the dominant energy that you know that gets passed around and so you just have to make sure that your happiness and beauty and intention to commit commitment to collaboration and win-win solutions that gets to be the dominant um, energy so that then you can shift whoever isn't aligned with that because if you're just kind of like lollygagging with your energy, like, oh, let me just see what happens. Whatever. Okay, then the other dominant person who's like, okay, well, I'm just going to create hell and destruction, then you, that, that's going to get vomited on you. And then you're going to be like, oh, I can't take it, the energy. Well, that's because you didn't have yours all up in it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we, we've got to be responsible yes. and own it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why you and I should be co-presidents of the world. There you go. There you go, Amy. <laughs> I'll make everybody cry. You make everybody laugh. And it's a deal. <laughs> nice. I just want to make people be nice. Like, let's just do that. Common you know sense, common courtesy. You know what I need. What's that? I, w- I want to have people know that we're all connected. That what I do mm-hmm. to you. I'm doing to myself. So it is just, inte- I'm not even trying to be nice. I'm just being intelligent that by being kind to you and by thinking about your best interest, I'm also thinking about mine. That's not being nice. That's being intelligent because I know the law, because I know we're all connected and we're all one. Love it. All right. And with that happy, amazing, insightful note, we're going to wrap up for today. So my <laughs> friends, we would love to hear from you. What are your takeaways? Um, leave us a comment, leave us a review, join us in the private Facebook group and let's keep the conversation going around manifesting and law of attraction. We can't wait to hear your success stories. What have you brought into your business or into your life through the law of attraction? Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks everybody.